Well, we've made it. We're well into the age of virtual care in Australia. But what does that even mean? Is it just doctor's appointments on Zoom calls or on telephone? Or is it something more akin to a scene from Ready Player One or The Jetsons or whatever your view of the future might look like? Or is it somewhere in between? Well, today we're going to explore what it'll take to make virtual care more commonplace and mainstream in healthcare in Australia. I'm chatting with Will Grant and Liz Wilmot from Telstra Health about what virtual care is, its adoption in Australia, and what it looks like to successfully implement and utilize virtual care services in a healthcare setting. Collaboration starts with the conversation, Team Health Tech. Let's make it happen. Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Birch, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Will Grant and Liz Wilmot from Telstra Health. Will is the Senior Manager, Products, Solutions and Virtual Care, and Liz is General Manager, Pursuits and Advisory Services at Telstra Health. Hey guys, how are you doing? Yeah, hi there. Pretty good, thanks. Thanks so much for making the time. Great to have you on the show. It'd be good to get a bit of an understanding from both of you about you and your roles and what you do at Telstra Health. Maybe we'll start with Will. Did you want to give a bit of an introduction about yourself? Uh, thanks, Pete. So I'm Will. I'm fortunate enough to work in an exciting space within Telstra Health and our virtual care products. My role as a senior product manager involves a whole range of things, but really driving the vision, strategy, I suppose the experience, and ultimately the execution of our a couple of virtual care products. For me, it's all about the experience our customers have, and as well as their patients, in using our products that I'm most interested in. Love it. Thank you. And Liz? Yeah, hi. And so I'm Liz. I'm the General Manager for Advisory Services. My team work with healthcare providers across Australia to really consider how they can use digital technologies to support um, transformation of care delivery. I've worked kind of in and around healthcare for over 20 years, and I'm really, really passionate about how we can use the potential of healthcare technologies to deliver more patient-centered care and to really connect care up across a continuum for patients. Good one. Thank you. And in this episode, we're really exploring the concept of virtual care. And we've heard a lot about the concept of virtual care in the past 18 months, obviously with COVID, but it can mean different things to different people. From your side, what does virtual care mean exactly? How would you define it, Liz? Yeah, that's a great question because virtual care definitely means different things to different people. At Telstra Health, when we're talking about virtual care, what we're really talking about is any sort of service delivery model in which the interaction between the patient and the clinician or clinician to clinician occurs virtually. So essentially that can mean that the patient and the clinician can be in a range of different settings, but they are remote from each other. So they're not in a face-to-face and in-person interaction. And for us, that actually represents a really wide variety of scenarios. So you can kind of picture it as a continuum. So at one end, we have those simple telehealth type services. So that might look like someone on the end of a phone or a video call, but it can also mean remote patient monitoring. So patients who are being monitored through these devices in their own home that are sending data back to the clinicians who might be based at a hospital or a clinic through to virtual command centers where you're running an entire organization through the use of virtual care technologies crossing a whole range of different patient pathways. And at the extreme end, there are those virtual care models that you see in the US that are fully virtual where you've got virtual hospitals and virtual ICUs. 
from a Telstra health perspective, we're really keen to work with clients in, in a range of different scenarios. And that means that we're really wanting to understand what clients are trying to achieve. And then we help them to determine what's the right virtual care model for them. Yeah, cool. Look, Will, I heard Liz talk about those providers that are at that other end of the spectrum fully adopting in terms of virtual care at every step of the way. When you think about Australia and locally, where would you say Australia's healthcare providers are in terms of adoption of virtual care? Well, given that the vast majority of Australians remain in some level of a lockdown and hospitals continue to face overload in terms of their capacity, virtual care has really become a necessity to deliver care. About what, 2020, maybe 18 months or so ago, virtual care was really embraced in a matter of weeks. Um, and some say it would have taken more than 10 years to get to this level of adoption. We must, I suppose, remember that virtual care is not new. It has been around for some time. And those that were doing virtual care pre-pandemic, we're really seen as innovators or early adopters. And because of the maturity level now of all the organizations taking on virtual care, we've set, suddenly gone straight into like an early majority phase of adoption, which is really exciting, but also brings new challenges and I suppose opportunities with it. The key thing I think with organizations now in this phase is really how do you embed virtual care into your usual practices as a business as usual model of care. And with that, that's what we're looking to do at Telstra Health is how do we support organizations get to that next stage? Now, I like that we're well beyond that stage now of the early adopters and the novelty aspect of virtual care and to the point of business critical functions and how to then embed that, like you say, into the way that we do things now. Liz, thinking about those that utilize virtual care services, providers that use virtual care services, when they get past the pilot and trying it out stage, what are some of the factors that actually influence the success of them using the platform? That's a really great question. I think we definitely see some things that really set apart those organizations that are successful. And I think probably the first one that's really important right at the beginning for providers is understanding what actually is their vision for virtual care. So what are they trying to achieve? In COVID, it was very simple and people were responding to a, a very much a point in time requirement to move some services from face-to-face -face online. But when clients are thinking through where are they trying to get to long-term with virtual care, understanding what that vision looks like and what they're trying to achieve in terms of that outcome is really, really important. If we reflect on all the different things that virtual care can mean to different people, having a really consistent and clear view across an organization, across a leadership team and across a group of clinicians about where they're trying to get to is really important. You can imagine a scenario in which you've got people in a room and one group thinks that they're actually aiming for improved telehealth and someone else thinks they're looking for a virtual ICU. If you don't sort those things out early, then that's going to cause you problems down the track. So step one, absolutely, is understanding what that virtual care vision is. One of the things that we've been doing based on the experiences that we're having with clients is we've developed a virtual care maturity model, which is a really simple way of understanding for an organization, where are they now and where are they trying to get to so that they can have better conversations internally across their teams and with staff across the organization to really describe in real practical terms what are they actually trying to achieve and what does virtual care look like for them. That's the first thing. The second really big thing that's very important is that healthcare providers who are successful focus on the model of care first, not the technology. So we understand that technology can be a great enabler, but it's not the end game. 
the delivery of care to the patient it absolutely is the end game. And for clients who are successful, they start with what do they actually want a model of care that involves virtual care delivery to look like? And they develop up that model of care first, and then they think about how they can use those virtual technologies to support that delivery of care. It's not about taking technology and putting it over the top of existing processes and hoping that that's going to deliver them really big outcomes. You know, you can get some incremental improvements that way, but if you're looking for a real change in how you deliver quality care, then absolutely starting from the model of care is definitely the way to go. And we would support clients to do that. Also, another factor is around engaging clinicians really early on. Ultimately, it's the clinical staff who use the technologies to interact with patients. So they're the ones who are going to be delivering virtual care. They're going to be using the technology to do those consults with patients in their own homes, to monitor the data that's coming back from those tools and technologies, and getting their input at the beginning around how should that technology be used to change their clinical practice is really, really important. We've been doing some work with a local health district in New South Wales earlier this year, looking at what their virtual care service model should look like. So this was really about taking it down to a really practical understanding across the organisation of what do we actually mean by virtual care hub? And what we actually did was we got a number of clinicians into a workshop setting. So we got everybody in a room, both clinical staff from within the district, but also local GPs, ambulance services, aged care, um, and we've got patient representatives into the room as well to have a really open conversation around what do we actually think this virtual care hub thing should look like and what can we develop together that's going to improve the experience and the outcomes for the patient but is also going to work for the clinicians. And we found that was a really good way of getting really productive involvement in the development of that picture for the future, essentially, uh, and a really practical way to do it, kind of focusing on those patient stories. And the final, what I would say is actually about using data as well. I think one of the things that's really important for organizations when they're thinking about taking virtual care that might be at a pilot or a proof of concept phase and scaling it, is using data about what's currently happening in the organization to identify where are they going to get the biggest gains, both in terms of improvements to quality and safety of care, as well as efficiency by delivering services virtually. And then using data to track as they start to use those new models of care and they use those virtual care technologies, they're actually, they're getting those improvements for patients, for staff, for the local population as well. So yeah, they're the things that for us, we've seen in those really successful providers, they do really well. There's some great insights and some good examples there and a good mix of aligning expectations and, and having those clear from the outset, utilizing the information, being informed and collaborating and working with clinicians to be able to find those good outcomes. So some good insights there. And we'll looking then beyond of say there are those clients and those providers who have done those things and they've implemented virtual care successfully. What are some of the main outcomes and benefits you've seen for your clients who have successfully implemented virtual care settings within their healthcare organizations? In terms of outcomes, whether it's pre-pandemic or services that are being delivered today, we've had through a number of customers, through hospital voice programs or hospital home type programs that we've been had evaluations on. We've seen some really positive outcomes. From the organization's perspective, they're seeing firstly a return on investment in terms of the technology. They're doing this by seeing avoiding unnecessary visits to the patient's home. They're seeing unnecessary or avoiding ED presentations, seeing a reduction in travel costs, but also even seeing increased referrals to the services, knowing that the referring clinicians understand the clinical governance of how patients are being cared for at home virtually. 
So those are some of the organizational benefits that we're seeing. More broadly, the patients are seeing benefits too. And that's what's really going to drive adoption for all other healthcare providers. The patients are saying that they have these high satisfaction rates from reported by patients in all the programs that we've been involved in here today. And probably the main reason for that is, well, one of the reasons for that is peace of mind. Patients feel that they are connected to their healthcare providers, and that gives them that reassurance and that peace of mind, not only for themselves, but also for their family members, not only are they getting the best possible care at home or virtually. And finally, our other thing I'd like to, I suppose, debunk is we also think that patients aren't able to manage the technology or that they may not have the capability to manage the technology. However, what we're seeing from children through to aged pensioners is that they can and they want to. Ultimately, patients want to receive services where they feel most safe and secure, and that's at home. We also know that the patient adheres to their care plans that clinicians have been provided is extremely high. So we've seen high percentage rates of over 87% of patients adhering to or complying with their care plans that they have been asked to do on their clinicians. And I suppose what this then means by having both patient benefits and organizational benefits is that there's a now real shift in how organizations are focusing on the healthcare continuum of care. It's now being able to do healthy living, prevention, treatments, rather than intervention by crisis delivery mode of care. So that's really exciting. At Telstra Health, for us, the relationship is about partnership. It's about partnering with healthcare providers to use virtual care technologies to deliver improved health outcomes for patients and for consumers. So for us, we really see our role as the provider of those digital solutions, but also the advice to healthcare providers about how best to use those digital technologies to enable those outcomes that they're looking for. And the way that we do that is really about bringing insights from the work that we've done and from the clients we've worked with about what works in a really practical sense. We are very keen to share those experiences and that learning with clients to make sure that they get the best value that they can from using those digital technologies. Because ultimately, we have very similar goals in that we are really looking to improve, to enable, I should say, quality and safety of care that those providers are delivering. We're very much committed to privacy and security of data and accessibility of services. But ultimately for us, it's about enabling and supporting those providers to deliver the best outcomes for the people receiving care. Well, that's a good vision for it and it's provided a good outline of where we've got to in terms of virtual care and where we're going to now. So look, Liz, Will, I really appreciate you making the time to have a chat today. We'll put the links and resources that we've mentioned in the show notes of this episode so people can check out and they can look at the Telstra Health listing on the Talking Health Tech directory if they want to find out more. Liz and Will, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out TalkingHealthTech.com to connect with other people in our community and to learn more about the Australian health tech industry. Also, make sure you hit subscribe on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode and share this episode with a few people who need to hear it. Now go make it happen. <laughs>